What is up, Ignition? We are starting a new series tonight called Friendology. Someone say Friendology. You know, in your biology class, biology it means the study of life in Latin. Friend, I don't know the word for friend in Latin, biology. We're going to study friendship, and we're going to look into God's wisdom. And so what we, what we did, early, if you were here earlier, you had the chance, or if you saw our social media earlier, you had a chance to submit a question about how to have great friendships. And we're talking tonight about how do we, how do we have great friendships? How do we attract great friends into our life? How do we maintain great friendships? And I have some great friends right up here. Uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to try to answer your questions from the Bible from the scriptures, and we are going to uh, d- address them directly, uh, your questions about friendships, because uh, friends determine the direction and quality of your life. The friends that you have, the friends that you choose, the friends that you don't have, it determines the direction and the quality of your life. And so, uh, let's introduce ourselves. If we haven't met, I'm Nick, and I am a pastor here, and I'm, I like Ignition a lot. So here I am. Me That's too. me. You do too. Whoa. What's your name? Hi everyone. I'm Marissa. I'm the ignition coordinator here. So, and this is my cubby mate. We sit it together every day at work. So who are you? Hi everyone. My name is Anna Stegerda. I'm a pastoral intern here at Hope, but I've been going here a long time until since I was as young as you guys. So happy to be here and talk about friends. Yeah. Woo. Okay. So let's just dive right in. What were, Marissa, you have some of the the questions. What are the questions that students submitted about friendships? I feel like the first one we should talk about, if we're talking about friendship, is how do we make friends? How do we prioritize friends in our busy lives? What's that look like? Yeah. Uh, Well, and and that's like, that can be really challenging, too, because uh, I remember I did a poll a few years back uh, on our Instagram, and I said, how many of your friends are friends that just... they showed up in your life because you were in such and such a sport. And how many of your friends are friends that are friends that you actually chose because you like their character, right? Like you like who they are. You want to spend time with you, enjoy them. And and 90% said the majority of their friends were in the first category, over 90% actually, uh, said that the majority of their friends were just people that happened to be around them. So here's here's like the thing to learn from that. Decide where you're going to put yourself. Because if you're going to put yourself, if you're going to put yourself at that party, do you think that you're going to do the things that Jesus said at that party? If you're the only one trying to do things that Jesus said, it's going to be a lot harder, maybe, but it's going to be a lot harder. If you put yourself in church regularly, that's a different thing. Now, you might be like, that sounds boring. Like, I, I get that. I get that. It's boring until you actually have the community, right? Once you have the community, once you, like, connect with some people, and the best thing about church is that everybody's welcome at church. The thing about that party, not everyone's welcome at that party. They're not. And, and by the way, most people are not even bringing their true self to that party. They're just pretending. And so as they pretend and project this fake self, is it any wonder that fake friends start to show up? And so I just encourage you, put yourself in places where you can be who you really are. That would be my yeah, my I advice. Think I, I totally agree with Nick. I think that one thing that is unique about students is that you guys spend a lot of your days at school. So you might not get to choose where you're going to be 
for eight hours of every single day. But even like what you are involved in at school, even like the way you, the classes that you take, the way that you're treating people, you're gonna attract people who are close, like similar to you and who are treating people the same way. So even if you can't choose exactly where you're gonna be all the time, uh, just the, you are attracting people who are like you. So if you want friends who are good and if you wanna make friends who have good character, like having good character yourself is really important. Can I add something to that? Yeah. Sorry, I'm Do cutting it. in before you go. Uh, the, the, the thing about that, actually turn to your neighbor and just look at him right in the eyeballs and say, you're an influencer. You're an, you're influencer. an influencer. You're an influencer. <laughs> you, you're an influencer too. You get to, I love what you were just saying right there because every single one of them, you might feel like it's other people that are popular, it's other people that are leaders, but when you act in love, wherever you are, so say that you're in a class or you're on a team where just not a lot of people are, are like expressing the kind of character that you want to embody, especially as a follower of Jesus. You, you can, maybe you can't decide whether or not you'll be there, but you can decide what you're going to do in that environment. And so you can try to pick your environment. If you can't pick your environment, pick how you're going to uh, treat people, and that's going to change your friendships. So anyway, that was, yeah, just wanted to j- jump in that, there. That's good stuff. Um, kind of going off of we can influence the people around us and we can be that good friend. What does it look like to actually be that friend in those lives? Like if we're influence the people around us, how can we influence them to be a friend that we want to be? What do you think, Marissa? Ooh. Uh. You thought that <laughs> I was going to go next. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Sorry. That was mean of put me. Put me on the spot. Well, you put me on the spot. I didn't know that was the question. All right. So well, uh, I, think about I, think, it. I think of uh, in the Bible, David and Jonathan. Okay. Uh, how many of you heard of David before? Anybody heard of King David in, in, in here? Okay. Church kids. Uh, hallelujah. That's me. Uh, all right. So you've heard of David. Uh, he had a friend, Jonathan, and Jonathan's dad was the king, and King Saul didn't like David because everybody wanted David to be king. And so it was like high school drama except with grown-up people and with, like, death, deadly weapons. Okay? Like, so it was <laughs> – imagine deadly weapons. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that, that's, that's not fun. So uh, Jonathan, he was supposed to be king after his dad, but he wanted David to be king. And his friendship with David was so tight, so close, that he, he was willing to give up so much of what the world thought that he should be. And – and I, I just think that that's an incredible image of, of the type of friend that we can be. Is when, when we say, okay, I don't need to be what the world says that I need to be. I care more about what we are and, and wh- how we treat each other. Uh, when, when, like, that, that relationship is higher on your priority list than it is to have some kind of status socially. Because then you're really just using your friends to feel like you're significant. And that's not a friendship. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about how we are influencers, but who are we being influenced by? And I go back to Jesus. Like, Jesus is the greatest influence that we could ever have. So to be that friend of those people around you, be like Jesus. Like, how would he be a friend to those people? How does he love those around him? He goes and sits by the person at lunch who's by themselves. He goes and sits and becomes friends with people that other people look at. And say, I, I can't be friends with them. He's that friend to the friendless. And that's what it looks like. If you're being influenced by Jesus, you can influence others to be more like Jesus too. That's a good word, Marissa. I think the last thing I would say about being a good friend is like, think about how you want to be treated. 
Um, if you want people to speak kind words to you, that makes you pretty normal. And a lot of people want people to speak kind words to them. If you want to get a hug, I mean, some people have their limits on like touching, but like it's okay. Like just treat people how you want to be treated. If you are in friendships where a lot of it is sarcastic, I would challenge you to, for every one sarcastic comment you make, you also make a really kind and loving comment. Uh, just balance it out and make people know that they are loved by you and then also loved by Jesus as a reflection through you. I love that. That's so practical. Uh, how many of you, you're a sarcastic person, you have a sarcastic friendship. Anybody? Anybody have sarcastic friendships? How about these guys right down here in the front? Yeah? Sarcastic friendships? Okay. Uh, all mm-hmm. right. So, so here's the deal. I, I want you to look at your friends that you're sarcastic with and say, all right, we're going to be sarcastic because we can be fun. But we're going to do the, we're going to do the, so one to three. One to, you just look at your friend and say, one to three. One, one to three. One to three. Give them three. Give them three. Or did you say three or two? What did you say? Well, I said one to one. But one to one? Three is, three is good too. I got excited. I got excited. I'm sorry. It was such, a, that's such awesome uh, Jesus-like advice. That's awesome. So, yeah, what yeah. else we got? Kind of switching gears. Is it bad if my friends aren't Christian or if they practice different religions? No. In fact, if you don't have friends that are not Christian or practice other religions, please go make some. Uh, so they can hopefully see God's love in you. And not, not for the purpose of getting them into church so we can feel like we're good religious people. No, so that we can genuinely in our relationships share genuine love and the love that Jesus has, the thing that he gives us, it's, it's better than anything the world's got. And so you can go be a blessing to them, not because you're smarter or because you're better. None of that. That's not what it's about. A lot of people make it about that. It's not what it's about. So if you have friends that believe other things, good. And you need to ask yourself, am I in the world, as Jesus would say, are you in the world but not of the world? Or are you in the world and you're of the world and then you're a different person when you come to church and now you actually have become two-faced? And I, w- I would want to challenge you on, okay, good, you have those friends, but are you an influencer? Are you a listener? Are you someone who truly and genuinely loves them? Or is faith just this awkward thing that exists between you? Or is it a thing because you're uncomfortable, don't want to lose a friend, you don't want to share the love of Jesus with them? If that's the case, I want to challenge you to share that love in your actions and when the time is right with your words. And a true friend is going to be curious about what's going on and what you care about in your life. And so share with them what you care about in your life. Yeah, I, I kind of have experience with this. One of my best friends, who also happens to be my brother, practices a completely different religion than I do. And I think that I learned so much from him. I just from his, not only from his religion, but also like the way that it affects his heart. Christianity, Christians, as Christians, we're not perfect. And we truly believe that. And we can learn so much from other people. And they don't have to look exactly like you to learn from them. You know, you don't only have to learn from the from Pastor Nick or from someone. Yes, you do. No. From someone <laughs> no, on stage with authority. Like, learn from our world around us, especially at your age. There's so much to learn. Um, so, l- 
be open to hearing. And then when it's your turn to share, when the spirit moves you to share, like what a blessing that you have received from them. And now hopefully they will receive from you also. Yeah. So when it is time for you to share and to share about your faith, how do, how can we do that? How can we share about our faith to our friends? How can we invite them to come to Ignition and come to church? Okay, this is going to sound like a really lame, a really lame answer. You can text them and say, hey, I go to this thing called Ignition, and this is what I like about it. Want to come? It's pretty straightforward. Like that now, if it's someone that you don't know and you're you're not friends with, but you like just met them, or you like and you guys hit like hit it off as friends, like that's cool. You, you could that's like actually really good to just like right at the beginning say, hey, this is who I am. But if it's like here's a random stranger, maybe maybe like build a little relationship first, a little trust uh, that they they know that you care about them more than you know you bring them to church, if that makes sense. So uh, that's what I would say about that. Yeah, and if you invited them before and they're like, oh, I can't make it this week, keep inviting them. And if it becomes like you're texting them every week and there's always an excuse, maybe just share about Ignition. Share about where you are, what you're doing, how it's impacting you. And, like, you don't have to be the annoying person always texting them. But, like, if you share about all the fun you had Wednesday night and how much you love it, they're going to want to know more. They're going to want to hear about it. They're going to want to experience it for themselves eventually. And it doesn't have to be next week. It doesn't have to be this semester. It might take time for them to want to come. But by you just being you and by you sharing about it and sharing about your faith, it's going to make them want to know more and experience it for themselves. And, and it's not just ignition, right? Like it's one thing to be like, there was Oreo fluff. Which was, was great. Uh, I saw the line. Uh, should we do it again? Should we do Oreo Fluff? Maybe. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. All right. That's fine. Uh, so we'll just, we're going to have lots of snacks. It's going to be great. Uh, but like Oreo Fluff, you can get that at, at High Vizzle for Shizzle. You can get, you can get, it, get Oreo Fluff. You've never heard high vizzle for shizzle. Have you ever heard high B, high vizzle for shizzle? Raise, Raise your hand if you have. Oh, yeah, Raise no, your hand. Yeah. Now, no, you You're just heard it right oh, now. So you just heard it from. Okay. Okay, here's some advice. We're not being good If friends. you want to make friends, don't throw them under the bus on the stage. Honesty okay. Is important, people. Honesty is important. Oh, my goodness. Public honesty? <laughs> All right, so I don't even know what I was saying anymore. What was I saying before? I, oh, oh, Oreo fluff. <laughs> so you know, if you say, "Hey, we have so much fun at Ignition," that that lasts. That lasts for maybe it'll show up once. So maybe share how your life's different because of Jesus, and Ignition just happens to be where where you find Jesus. And if you're still exploring that, say, "I'm exploring this. You want to explore it with me?" For shizzle. <laughs> Anna, do you have anything to add on? I don't remember the first question. I don't either. But you can also say that. It was the for shizzle thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really threw me off. You know, like, who, how many people out there get, think of a church as a place where they can play dodgeball, as a place where they can get a free smoothie if they bring a friend, which I know a lot of you know about, and I'm going to make a little caveat. If we say you have to go to Ignition, go to Ignition. But you can still get a free smoothie if you bring a friend but you still have to go to Ignition when it's time. But like how many places can be that welcoming and like non-threatening? Like that is something that's so cool about Ignition. So 
Just invite people. Yeah. Um, what do I do when my friends aren't making the best decisions? How do I still be friends with people who aren't? How many of you have a friend that's things? not making great choices right now? Don't point at them. Okay, okay the person pointing, again. I'm pointing at you and telling you that you're not making a great decision right now, okay? All right. If you don't have a friend that's not making great decisions, that means you probably don't have friends. Every friend that you have is imperfect. And that means that every friend that you have, and, and I should say this too, every friend that you have, whether they believe in Jesus or not, Jesus loves them. He's crazy about them. If they walk in the room, Jesus is like ready to pull his hair out, jump up and down. He is crazy for them. All right? And he feels that way about you too. Even though they make XYZ decision. That said, you want to be honest <laughs> Like you said a minute ago, you want to be honest with them. Jesus actually gives us the model for dealing with some of the drama. We're going to talk about that, uh, the drama that comes up in friendships in a couple weeks. So we got spare time next week and then the week after. I think it's the week after that we're talking about dealing with the drama. It sure so, is. sure is. Okay. So make sure you come back. Come back for that. We're going to dive into that and talk about exactly how Jesus, he gives us the prescription for drama. Okay. If you want, does anyone want a drama free Life, drama-free friendships. Would that be? Would that be all right? Yes, please. You can't have in, you can't have perfect friends, but you can have drama-free friendships. And Jesus gives us the formula for it. And so we're gonna look into that in a couple weeks. I want to add that if you have a friend who's not making the best decisions, you are not responsible for their actions. And if you feel like you're carrying that weight, like oh, they're making a bad decision. Something I said didn't work. Uh, that's not a burden or a weight that you need to be carrying. And you also don't need to follow them into those decisions. Like if something in your gut says, this isn't right, you can totally trust your gut. I actually would encourage you to trust your gut. So what trust you your say? gut. Like if you, have you ever been in a situation like that? Like what, what do you say to, say to a friend? If they're making a bad decision? Yeah, and you're like trusting your gut and, and you have to say no or you have to say I'm not going or you have to like, how, how would you do that? Yeah, it's definitely easier said than done, and I do, I do recognize that. It takes a lot of courage, uh, but thankfully we are courageous people. We're called to be courageous, and how do you say no? You say no. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Or I used to have something with my mom, with my parent, where I would text her, like, cookie. And that means she's calling me, and she is saying, you got to come home right now. And Blame just setting up those boundaries is fine. Uh, it's not a cop-out. It's actually protecting you, and it could even be protecting your friend, and that would make it worth it, no matter what it might feel or how awkward it might get in that moment. Yeah, and offering another thing to do, like, oh, I'm actually doing this tonight, and I would love if you came, and, like, maybe they don't, maybe they do, but, like, giving another solution to it, um, I think that would be helpful too. But it is easier said than done. And I definitely blamed my mom multiple times in high school. I'd be like, mm, I can't. I think moms will take can't it though. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how can we actually become friends with our small groups? It kind of can be kind of awkward at first. Yeah. Uh, how many of you are like, our groups are the best friends ever? Okay. Some of you. 
I didn't expect many of you to raise your hands because how many of you have ever made your best friends ever by hanging out once a week for a couple weeks? Nobody, nobody. So it takes some time and some investment. And so I just, I just want to encourage you a couple things. If you want to break the ice with your friends in your small group and actually develop some really meaningful friendships, keep coming back. Keep, com- keep coming. There has to be some consistency. And, and you know, if you're, if you're just always talking to the same one or two people, that's going to be great until there's drama between those two people. And then, you know what I see happening as a pastor that's been here many years? You know, I, I see the couple that comes, and it's like the girl brought the boy, and they're, you know, she's like, we're going to date. You have to. This is the voice that the boy has, uh, not the girl, obviously. Uh, yeah, for shizzle. Anyway, for, sure. for shizzle. Uh, high vizzle. High, what did I say? High V? High, high vizzle. I don't know. High vizzle for shizzle. Anyway, right. <laughs> I remembered. So if, if. You know, if, if a boyfriend and a girlfriend, they come in here and then the relationship ends, you know what usually happens? You know what usually happens? Both of them stop. Both of them disappear. Because, because they didn't have a network of friends here. And so now this place becomes some place that doesn't feel safe for them. And so if you're just here, you and your, and your significant other, or you're just here, you and your one or two groups of people, or you have drama from junior high school with that one girl and you haven't talked with them since, or that one guy and you haven't talked with them since, and they're in that group, so now I'm not going to small group. That was years ago. And, may, and you got to come back for the dealing with the drama thing, okay? Because it's It's time. It's time. Uh, you, you actually, uh, you have so much that you're missing out on if you don't have your network of friends. And we want to help you have that. So keep coming back and open up. And th- there's lots of other things too. Like there, there's events. Like what are some of the events that they can, they can do? We're going to spare time next week. Yeah, spare Woo! time. Yep. That will be good. That yep. is the perfect time to invite your friends. And invite your friends. To meet new friends. Hang, hang with your out small with group. the small group. I met my best friend, now roommate, in my Ignition small group sophomore year. I, Alyssa. Yeah, yeah I bestie. remember that. Mm-hmm. We were acquaintances all throughout high school. We knew each other, but we weren't really close. And I gave it a chance to talk to her at Ignition, and now she's my roommate. So there could be your best friend here. And you just got to step out of that comfort zone and Hang out with them downstairs. Do the mission project. Do the creative arts together. Um, hang out and play bowling at spare time with them. Come to the retreat. Yes, retreat. The retreat's in a month. Get excited. It's going to um, be good. But, yeah. Speaking of small groups, we're going to send you to small groups, but we're first going to pray it out. Okay? Let's pray. Hi, Jesus. Thank you for this time. Thank you for Ignition, for the blessing it is to come together each week in community with one another, where we can just be, where we can be ourselves and where we can experience your joy and your fun, Lord, that this can be a place where we can um, just have fun in your house. What a blessing that is, Lord. And we just pray that as we go into this series of friendship, as we go into our small groups, Lord, that you, um, that you are 
present in those friendships, that you are made known, um, that we can be reminded of the friendship that we have with you, that you want to hear from us, you want to be in relationship with us, and that's why you sent your son down here, so we can be in relationship with you, Lord, and because we are loved by you, we get to go and love others, Lord, so I just pray as we dive into deeper friendships with one another, as we invite those around us to church, Lord, that we can be reminded um, that we are all your children, Lord, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we can have strength and courage in you to invite that new friend, to to build those relationships centered in on you, Lord. We just thank you for the gift of friendship. We thank you for the gift of relationship with us, with each other and with you, Lord. And we just pray as we go into small group that you just bless that time. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you. God loves you woo! so much. Have a great time in your small groups. And we'll see you next week see at ya. Spare Time. Woo, woo.